Welcome to the Center Church Discipleship Podcast, where we seek to equip and empower those who believe in Jesus to live out their faith as all of life disciples of Jesus. Well, everybody, uh, welcome back for the second episode of the Center Church Discipleship Podcast. Uh, Before we jump in, Justin and I want to tell you that we are honored you would listen in with us. Uh, Justin, how are you doing today? I am doing well. It is a little bit of a rainy and nasty weekend, uh, so on top of being stuck inside already, it is a little bit hard to press on, but uh, just thankful that we get to face another Lord's Day, remember the gospel, worship uh, together, even though we're apart, and um, this morning as a church online, and uh, so so hanging in there, but the uh, quarantine is definitely getting long. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. So, uh how have you uh, made the best of this time during this quarantine? Have you had like any comfort foods or new hobbies that you've learned about or any TV shows for people who are trying to find something new to watch? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, one way I've made good use of the time is uh, my wife is uh, about five weeks away from delivering our first baby. Wow, uh, So awesome. we are we are putting together the nursery and getting, the, getting ready to go with that. So that's taking up a lot of time. Um, and then uh, I've been actually picking up chess a little bit. Been playing some chess in the free time, keep the brain mm. sharp. Uh, so that's been a fun one. Uh, whatever that says about my personality, I don't know, but uh, whoever's listening can tell me what that means. Are you a competitive person, Justin? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty competitive. I like to work hard and and not lose uh, okay. lose at things. So you weren't a fan of getting those consolation trophies when you were a kid, were you? Nope, no consolation trophies, no sportsmanship stickers. I just want uh, the big trophy. I want to be the winner. That that's for sure. I grew up with four brothers, so kind of built in from an early age. So would you say the song to your life is "All I Do Is Win"? <laughs> Unfortunately, although I'm competitive, I do not always get to sing that song. <laughs> Well, um, yeah. Well, thanks for humoring me there, Justin. Yeah. Um, so we are in the middle of a mini- of a mini series on the Center Church Discipleship Podcast called "Back to the Basics: How to Grow in Christ When Everything Is Falling Apart." In this, we are going to take a look at how returning to the basic practices of faith that Jesus gave us help ground us and grow us as disciples when everything is changing around us. Last week, we talked about a first basic practice of an all-of-life disciple, time alone with God, which Justin defined as daily intentional time of retreat from distractions to meet with God. Honestly, I, I think that you know that podcast we did last week has been really practical and helpful in my own life. Um, you know, One thing that my wife and I have been doing is making sure we set aside our coffee every night uh, before bed and we get the water and our hot water boiler ready to roll. Uh, I'm a big fan of making a Chemex when we wake up in the morning now. Uh, my wife's a huge fan of it too. Uh, but that, you know, that really helped jumpstart our time alone with God in the morning. And also I hope that, you know, that podcast was an encouragement and a challenge for all of you, uh, like it was for me. And if you haven't heard that yet, make sure to go back and give it a listen. Uh, this week, we're going to turn to a second basic practice for an all of life disciple, uh, which is life in community. Um, so let's, you know, Justin, let's get rolling. Uh, you know, what do you mean by life in community? Yeah. Yeah. So before I give you a definition for what I mean by life in community, let me give a quick uh, qualifier. So community as a Christian is not an option that you can take or leave, but it is simply an objective reality that you live in as a Christian. When you trust in Christ, 
And I hope you all get this. I hope you all get this because in the American church, Christian community is something that many times we think we can live without. I've heard so many people say, I'm spiritual, I trust in Jesus, but the church is kind of jacked up, so I'm not going to go back to it. Or I don't really need organized religion because, you know, I have faith in Christ. And it's so true that Jesus saves us, but we do not have the option to take or leave community. We are objectively in community once we are a member of God's family. When you trust in Christ, you are saved into the family of God's people. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, as the book of Ephesians tells us. When you are saved, you are a member of God's family. The question is not is the question is not uh, whether you should live in community as a follower of Jesus. The fact is that you do live in community as follower of Jesus. You are part of God's family in his community if you have trusted in Christ. The question is whether you whether or not you live faithfully in this identity. So you are a member of the family of God. You are a part of Christian community community if you are a follower of Jesus. The question is if you are living this out faithfully. So that being understood, this is what I mean when I talk about life in community for an all-of-life disciple. Life in community is the necessary and consistent practice of relationship with other Christians. All right, life in community is the necessary and consistent practice of relationship with other Christians. All right, necessary means that without this, uh, you will lose out, right? Necessary, it is necessary as a Christian, and we'll get into some of what that means uh, for you to live in uh, relationship with other Christians. Consistent, it means it's not just something that we do even uh, once a month, even once a week, but something that we are consistently and regularly walking in. It's relationship with other Christians. It's not just check box of showing up every once in a while to church on Sunday, but meaningful family type relationship. And then it's with other Christians. There are many places that we can have community, but what we're going to see as we're walking through today is that what Jesus calls us to life in community is with other followers of Jesus. So life in community is the necessary and consistent practice of relationship with other Christians. Mm, well put, Justin. I think it's, you know, one thing I want to hold on to from that is, you know, as a follower of Jesus, I am already in community. Um, so, you know, why is community so important for someone to flourish as an all-of-life disciple? I've got, I've got four reasons uh, that I was thinking through for why it's so important, why community is so important for someone to flourish as an all-of-life disciple. And uh, because I am in ministry, I've got to alliterate things. So we've got four M's here for the four reasons of why it's so important for someone to flourish, uh, for why community is so important for someone to flourish. So the first M we have here is, uh, is one, it's mandated in the Bible. A community is a mandate from the Bible in many places, but specifically in Hebrews chapter three and Hebrews chapter 10, the Bible just makes it clear in command form that we should meet together regularly. It even uses the idea of daily with other Christians so that we are not hardened against the deceitfulness of sin and so that we might endure. We are commanded to live in deep, meaningful community with other Christians. So the first one is it's a mandate from the Bible. Second, it's a mark of genuine faith. All right, community and life in community, loving other Christians is a mark 
of genuine faith. And the whole book of First John really talks about this. If you want to just read through the book of First John, you'll see so many times that love for other Christians is a mark of genuine faith. One verse, just one verse from First John is First John 4, 7. This is what it says. Beloved, let us love one another. Right, That one another refers to those in the church. For love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God, and knows God, mm. right? Beloved, let us love one another, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. It's a mark of true and genuine faith. That's the second M. The third M, it's a means of endurance. There's a, uh, a quote from Henry Newen, and this is what he says. Christian community is the place where we keep the flame of hope alive among us and take it seriously so that it can grow and become stronger in us. The Christian community for us uh, living in that consistent and meaningful relationship with other Christians is the means of endurance that we might continue in the Christian life, not grow stale and stagnant and turn our backs on Jesus. It's a means of endurance. And then the fourth M, it is mission critical. All right, mission critical. John 13, 34, and 35 says that the world will know that we are Jesus' disciples by the love that we have for one another. Right? There is something about Christian community that is critical for us accomplishing the mission of God of taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. Francis Schaeffer uh, said it like this, Our relationship with each other is the criterion the world uses to judge whether our message is truthful. Christian community is the final apologetic. The way, is what he's saying here, the way that we make the unseeable Christ visible is by loving one another. The way we love one another should paint a picture of the reality of what Christ has done on the cross 2,000 years ago. So those four four M's are why it's so important. Uh, community is so important for someone to flourish as an all-of-life disciple. It's mandated in the Bible. It's a mark of genuine faith. It's a means of endurance, and it is mission critical. So we got the mandate, the mark, the means, and the mission. You got um, it. So now we know why it's important but what does it actually look like to live in biblical community? Like what, like let's get into the nitty gritty here. Yeah. Yeah. Here at Center Church, uh, we talk a lot about the eight heart attitudes of someone who's living in genuine Christian community, the eight heart attitudes. So I'm not going, going to go into depth on each of these right now, but I'll walk through these eight heart attitudes of, of what it practically and actually looks like to live in biblical community. The first four are going to relate to interpersonal relationships within the church. And then the last four are going to relate more to uh, how an individual relates to the church corporate, the family at large. Uh, it's, it's not, you know, hard lines because the church is, uh, is one big body, but it's made up of individual members. So the first four are more interpersonal and the, and the second four are more towards the corporate church. So here are the first four. Prioritize the interests of others. Two, live an open and honest life before others. Three, clear up relationships and four, give and receive scriptural correction. I'll say those again real quick. Prioritize the interests of others, live an open and honest life before others, clear up relationships, and give and receive scriptural correction. Those are the first four that have to do with interpersonal relationships, and they're they're guided by uh, repeated scriptures throughout the New Testament, and they give us a practical picture of what it looks like to live in faithful Christian, gospel-centered, Jesus-modeled community towards one another. Uh, the next four have to do, like I mentioned, with uh, relating to the church family at large, and these four are participate in the ministry, 
submit to leadership within scriptural limits, support the work financially, and keep showing up. So participate in the ministry, submit to leadership within scriptural limits, support the work financially, and keep showing up. And I'll make a note on on just one of those. Keep showing up, honestly, is my favorite because it's so simple. And many times uh, the when we don't want to show up is the time that we most need to show up and have that community light the flame of hope in us. Again, as that quote I mentioned earlier said, if we just keep showing up, it's 90% of the battle of spiritual growth. growth. If you show up to your uh, community and however your church church does groups. We do missional communities. If you show up to church on Sundays to worship, if you show up to a prayer meeting, that is 90% of the work. When you get around God's people, you are going to be encouraged to grow. So one thing we emphasize is just keep showing up. It's 90% of the battle just to keep showing up. So those are the eight heart attitudes of living in community that we talk about a lot at Center Church. Awesome. That's, I like how you got, you got to hear in a list. We got, you got, we got eight of them. We got four and four. Uh, I think that's going to be really helpful. Uh, So what are some of the biggest obstacles between us and the flourishing Christian community that God has for us. Yeah, the there are a lot of meaningful and difficult obstacles between how we live our lives as Americans and the way that God designed us to live our lives. Community might be one of the most difficult for us to live in because of the individualism and the fragmentation of our culture and society, the way that we compartmentalize in our culture. Um, So I could go into a number of cultural reasons, but I kind of want to hop more just straight to the heart level. I think that these two reasons, these two obstacles of community kind of get straight to the heart. And the first one is, is selfishness. So selfishness, it's an obstacle to Christian community is selfishness. We want and we will have what makes us feel best in the moment, right? We want and we will have what makes us feel best in the moment, and that is a huge barrier to flourishing in Christian community because what it does to community is this. It says when community, when community feels good, it's great. I'm in. It's fun. I feel special and loved. I have energy, and I'm refreshed, right? I'm in for community. But when community is a cost to us, forget it. I don't feel well. I'm not, I'm not sick with the flu, but I've got a little bit of a headache. I don't feel well. I had a, a long day. Maybe I made other plans or I've had a busy week and I just need a night off. When community is a cost, right? Just forget it. It's selfishness. We want and will have what makes us feel best in the moment. Our selfishness is a huge barrier to Christian community. Because oftentimes being a faithful family member will not be what we want in the moment or what makes us feel best in the moment. But being a faithful family member in community means putting the interests of others before our own. And sometimes that's difficult. So selfishness is a huge obstacle to flourishing in Christian community. The other one that I would say is shame. All right, shame. It keeps us from meaningful Christian community. We feel like we're falling short and we don't want to show our true selves to the people around us. At first, likely, we cover and hide and hold on to some good friendships and relationships in the church. But over time, we fall away from the church because we don't like feeling bad as we constantly cover our shame. I've seen this happen time and again in the church, and it's so sad because people can't understand the grace of the gospel. It doesn't just impact our relationship with God, but with other people. We can be honest and transparent about how we are doing in the church because the, the grace of God will be extended to us by others. 
We need to know the gospel, not just intellectually, but in our guts that allows us to be true with others. So that way, even when we aren't performing up to par with what the Bible presents, we know that we're safe because we're in a community that's shaped by, shaped by the gospel. And we are going to be encouraged and challenged to grow in faith, even as we're not living up to it. So we don't need to let shame dominate us and slowly pull us away from the church. So selfishness and shame are huge barriers to meaningful life and community. And we have to preach the gospel to those. And we have to challenge those and confront those as we seek to create a flourishing community in the church. Mm, another another good example of a ministry alliteration there. We had selfishness. <laughs> Didn't and even notice it. We had selfishness, selfishness and shame. Um, I know at times that's been one of the biggest obstacles for myself personally uh, has been dealing with either the selfishness um, or the shame aspects of community. You know, when you you know, when you think you're feeling the worst and you don't want to be around people is actually when you most need to be around people because they're going to be the ones that are going to be able to uh, put some truth in your life and to, you know, to, to pour into you. So thank you, Justin, for sharing that. You know, Justin, this all, you know, this all sounds good and great and, you know, really helpful and practical. Um, but, you know, we've got probably one of the biggest obstacles I think we'll face in our lifetimes with community. So how, how does it look uh, or what does it look like to live in community in the midst of this pandemic, of this COVID-19? You know, we're, you know, we're all virtual now. We're not uh, interpersonal necessarily. So given our circumstances, how can we still live in community? I think that the challenges that the pandemic and social distancing uh, orders have brought to community make it all the more important that we press into a life of community rather than draw away. And it is it is God's grace that at this point we have the technology to be able to engage in community with one another from a technological distance. Now, I know that just about every single person, myself included, does not like doing video chats or having meaningful conversations over technology. I get that completely. I totally understand, but we cannot use those things as an excuse to draw away from community. But in this time, we need to put the interests of others above our own. We need to understand the mandate of the scripture, and we need to press into knowing and caring for and loving one another in unique ways in this season. So if that means uh, regular uh, video chats and phone calls, if that means writing notes of encouragement, picking up and dropping off groceries, uh, just thinking of unique ways to care for one another and stir up one another's love for Jesus, it is all the more imperative in this season that we do that. So regularly meeting together to read the scriptures and to discuss them for accountability in groups, uh, all of that kind of stuff is so much more key in this season because of the separation that we're facing uh, with social distancing and in the pandemic. Well, I mean, I'm looking at the time now. Um, so thank you guys. Uh, time's up. So thanks for joining us again today. Uh, we're honored that you would spend your time with us and uh, we'll be back again next Monday. Thank you for listening to the Center Church Discipleship Podcast, where we seek to equip and empower those who believe in Jesus to live out their faith as all of life disciples of Jesus. Be sure to subscribe so you can be alerted when new episodes are released. If you have questions or there are topics you want to be discussed on the podcast, please email justin at centercedo.com. We would love to hear from you.